the novelty of all of these material possessions, it wears off. So the goal here is do whatever motivates you to get to a certain place in life. But I would not put too much emphasis on, hey, once I reach this level, I'm going to get all this stuff and that's what's going to fulfill like I'm fulfilled Mm -hmm. or that's what's going to make me, I guess, stop because it won't. So something else that I, I want to talk about, like Dave, Dave actually mentioned a few times that this would be an interesting video to do and an interesting concept for people to actually grasp um, is the notion that when people see what I have, you know, I've got a, a nice house on the water, I've got, you know, nice property on the water and, you know, you walk back into the gym, I've got, you know, 10 or however many cars back there and, you know, Lamborghini and all these other cars and all that shit in the gym. And it's all, it's all awesome and shit. But even for you, we're back there every day, Mm -hmm. right? Doesn't it become like literally, I don't know how to explain it. It, You become numb. Yeah. yeah, uh, you, You become numb to, you become numb to personal belongings and like materialistic things. Mm -hmm. How many times have you heard me say like, I don't give a fuck about cars. Oh, a hundred (laughs) times. Like I literally, like I don't even, like I've thought multiple times about selling them off. Mm -hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. I love cars, but I'll give you an example. And this is what's actually kind of really like interesting. So my first house was like a, a, like a little uh, raised ranch. I bought that thing for like a, I don't even know, a hundred and, what did I buy that thing for? I think I bought that for like 190 grand. Mm-hmm. I'll even see if I could take a picture and Connor can throw it up. Uh, that was my first house. And I got that first house uh, when I was like in my, I want to say late 20s. Mm-hmm. Great deal. Um, I ended up selling that house only a few years later for like 250. And that's when the market started to really actually take off. And that was about maybe 2015, I want to say. Mm-hmm. It literally sold in like, 24 hours i want to say mm-hmm. and i remember thinking to myself this is this is the beginning of what's going on in the real estate market nonetheless so then i go and buy i, I go and the reason why i sold the house is because i bought another house and i bought a really nice uh two-story house in a very affluent neighborhood that's the one on um Gundy Park. Gundy Park. Yeah. Yeah. So very nice South Windsor affluent neighborhood. It's known for wealthy individuals. And uh, I remember six months into that house, literally. So I walk into the house and I'm like, this is, I'm never moving from this house. I love this location. I love this fucking house. It's got everything that I want. It's, it's big enough. I'm never leaving. Mm-hmm. Six months, literally fucking six months. I'm like, fuck, let's go house hunting again. Because you, you become numb. Yeah, after a little while of walking into the house, day after day, the novelty wears off. Mm-hmm. After walking into the gym, day after day, walking by those cars, the novelty wears off. Like, And I got pretty sick cars back there. But it doesn't... It doesn't phase me anymore. The only time it really ever phases me is when somebody like loses their shit when they see that stuff, right? Even that one post that I posted the the most viral post I've really ever had on the car page about like the garage when I filmed that garage video. People were like going nuts in the mm-hmm. comments. Like, holy shit, this is like a, like a GTA uh, garage like every that you would see on like a video game and i'm like yeah like it makes sense like i see what the guy's saying i I see what he's seeing Mm -hmm. but it's 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 never it's never the same when you actually own it it's always better 
getting like getting a, getting a there yeah it, it's all it, it's always yeah. it's yeah it's so much better the journey is so much better than actually reaching the goal mm-hmm. i can't explain that i i can't express that enough and like even even right now like i'm all like fucking i'm all horny about getting this like fucking civic honda civic right now it's like a fucking fourteen thousand dollar little little fucking hatchback mm-hmm. and i got like wild cars sitting back there but i'm like oh jesse i'm like talking to hey, what, do you, what do you think about the civic like a case like a case swap civic it's hilarious like it's just new right yeah i'm always like we we us as humans we need that like newness right we need that novelty mm-hmm. so so literally within like i was saying that gundy park house literally within six months after owning that house i was trying to figure out how i can get out of that fucking house and buy something on the water mm-hmm. which i did now i live on the water but now it's like, okay, well, now that I live on the water, what do I want to do like with this, right? Mm-hmm. But here's a kicker. And, and I'll tell you this too. So I had a Jeep before as well. And this is why I know what I know. I had a Jeep before and it was just a normal fucking Jeep, okay? And I actually never drove it in the wintertime, which is kind of weird. But when I never drove that... What did you drive in the winter? Uh, this is at a point when I, I, I had enough money. I had that Ford Windstar... Mm-hmm. Right, I had the Ford Windstar, and then I ended up getting a Jeep, uh, not long after because I didn't want to uh, drive the Ford Windstar all the time, right? And I wanted to only use the Ford Windstar for work, and other people that I had doing certain jobs needed it sometimes to mm-hmm. like, but I needed to get around, right? Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting this Jeep, like super cheap. So, uh, and I never really drove it in the wintertime because I never really needed to, I guess. I, I, Jeeps are notorious for rusting, so I was like, fuck it, I'll just keep it. Like, I, I drove it sometimes, but not when it was like super wet and salty because I didn't want that thing to rust. So, and I, I'm, I'm happy I did because I actually made a, a good buck on reselling that Jeep. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, when I would take that thing out in the spring from not driving it for a while, a normal Jeep, I wouldn't even take the top off, like nothing. It was just like a car. The novelty was there again. So what I'm trying to get at is a lot of people see what I have and a lot of people think, fuck, that would be amazing to have that. And yes, I'm not saying it's not amazing, but I'm telling you right now, the novelty is not there forever. It goes away and then you all only keep on wanting more. That's why right now for me in my house on the water, which it's old, it needs to get renovated. I'm honestly like, fuck it. I don't even care because like, the house is functional. I have a great backyard. It's on the fucking water. I got a pool. It's great for entertaining. It's, it's yeah, it needs to get renovated. Some areas don't even have fucking flooring in it because we took out the fucking carpet and we just have subfloor. I don't even give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even want to like, people are like, holy fuck, you got an acre on the water. It's a, an amazing property. It's on like the golden mine. So in Windsor, they call this stretch of where like the most wealthiest people in Windsor used to live on the golden mile. That's where this house is. It's on the Golden Mile, which is another reason why I actually like it. Mm-hmm. But this was back then. Now there's houses in there's houses scattered all over the water uh, waterfront in in and around Windsor and Essex County that are would blow this house out of the water. But in this particular stretch of land, this was notorious for you know the 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 shooters of Windsor mm-hmm. in, back in its heyday of like maybe even the automotive industry and shit like that when how old is that house oh man the so so I, there's two houses on the property so there's like a, there's like a, a coach house which we call it which has a three-car garage underneath it two utility rooms underneath and an upstairs where there's two apartments which um i have a feeling was 
uh, a cottage back in the day. Mm. So, so back in the day, this is also something interesting. Back in the day, uh, Windsor in Windsor specifically, I don't know about anywhere else around here, but in Windsor specifically on Riverside Drive, people would not build their houses at the water, mm. and people would not typically live at the water. So, the back in like the twenties, if you go around Walkerville area, all around. Uh, higher, what's that? Uh, Willstead Manor. Willstead Manor, yeah. All around Willstead Manor, that's where all the rich people lived. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you didn't have people wanting to live at the water because at the water back in those days was like cottage country. Mm. Get what I mean? Yeah. So I have a front house that's got to be a hundred, hundred and twenty years old, maybe a hundred years old, probably from the twenties, and then the the house at the at the water. Is like 40s, 50s. Mm. So it's an older house, but it's been updated over time to you know, you know certain things. But it's, it's, it actually is a great house, and it was built very well. It was mm. built, you know. I actually have two by tens in my house. I don't have like, you know, something like a two by ten that's a, a, a nine and a quarter in fucking, you know, mm-hmm. an, an inch and a half. I no, they're actual like two by tens, and it's, it's all stick framed, and like it was it was built well. Anyways. What I'm trying to get at is the novelty of all of these, uh, you know, material possessions, it wears off. So the goal here is do whatever motivates you to get to a certain place in life. But I would not put too much emphasis on, hey, once I reach this level, I'm going to get all this stuff and that's what's going to feel like I'm fulfilled mm-hmm. or that's what's going to make me, I guess, stop because it won't. I, I I feel, and maybe that's me, I don't know, but I feel literally nothing. Mm-hmm. I feel no different from owning that shit. I feel no different from where I live. I feel no different every time I get another car. I don't give a shit. And I don't know if that's me. I don't know how other people feel about this. I'd love to know people's thoughts in the comments or whatever. If they actually get something and they feel long-term, I don't even know what you mm-hmm. would call that, long-term feelings of novelty from something that they they get in terms of a material possession. I don't, I personally put zero fucking I feel like the car people that get the the deepest connection to that car is typically one something that is nostalgic for them, yeah. right? So let's say for example their dad or their grandfather for had sure. a 67 Charger or something mm-hmm. like that they and they built like, it. Yeah. Yeah, I and get it. so something along those lines where it's nostalgic and two where it's like they have like that one car that they have for like their entire life yeah. and and that they're and yeah. I feel like that's when the deeper connection to a car yeah. maybe comes in. Yeah. But for, without, for sure. Mm-hmm. The, the the people that I'm speaking to are are not really those people. Right. The, the people that I'm really speaking to are the people that you know, see what I have or see what other people have and think like, holy fuck, like that guy is, you know, I would, I, I need to have that. I need to have that. And I'm, mm-hmm. just, I'm, I think in my head, I'm like, no, like I've, I've thought multiple times of just selling everything. Yeah. Like literally selling everything because at the end of the day, the things that you own end up owning you. And mm-hmm. that's a very true fucking statement. You know, at the end of the day, I'm going to turn that into a business. You know, Jesse and I are going to leverage the cars and turn yeah. it into like a, you know, a YouTube fucking channel which i already have if nobody's ever gone to it but i do have a car youtube channel that i really should be leveraging but don't um but anyways we are going to start leveraging it but other than that if it wasn't for that kind of scenario Mm -hmm. 
I wouldn't have those cars. I, I don't. I don't. I, I got eleven fucking cars. Mm-hmm. I don't ever. I fucking drive none of them. Like I, I Jesse drives them more than I do. Like to be honest with you, I, I enjoy driving my truck more because I can listen to audiobooks a lot easier in the truck. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm telling you, like I'm, I'm telling you, I don't have to worry about shit where I park, like any of that kind of shit. I don't have to worry about hitting anything or mm-hmm. hey, this fucking bird flew into my window. Like I don't, I don't have to worry about like anything, you know. You get more anxiety, like. When you drive, let's say for example, like when you take when you t- took the perf out yesterday, I took the perf, perf monte out yesterday. Yeah. I don't get anxiety, but I I know that you know, like listen, I'm a target, right? I'm always looking. Is there a fucking cop around? Is this and that? And you know, because now now there's now there's tickets for loud exhaust. Now that that thing's that thing's got so much fucking horsepower, you you don't even have to barely hit the gas, and it, you're you're already over the speed limit. It, mm-hmm. It's it's it, it ridiculously fast. Yeah. So it's not that it's – I don't have anxiety when I drive it. I'm kind of over it, having, like, the anxiety of it. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, you, you don't want to be – What do you think makes the perfect, like, daily driver for someone? A, a truck. I love I, – like, I've, had, I've driven a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of shit. Um, trucks are – like, my truck has great gas mileage, which is, like, fucking weird. Great gas mileage. Um, you know, it doesn't have the biggest engine, but it's got a little, you know, twin turbo in it, right? EcoBoost. Mm-hmm. It's a Ford F-150. Um, they're huge inside. Mm-hmm. You, you, you've seen inside. They're huge. Well, been in, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're fucking huge. Um, and it, the bed, the bed of the truck is is so helpful because mm-hmm. we're always doing shit. And, and even though I don't necessarily get my hands dirty, like you know, Je- okay. Jesse just borrowed my truck the other day to do an alcohol run that we needed that the beer store couldn't deliver. Mm-hmm. He took my fucking truck and picked it up. Like, yeah. what are you gonna do? Yeah, right. I'm not doing. I'm not gonna throw that in the fucking Corvette. Like you can't. Right. So so they're very helpful. Yeah. And uh, um, I, I for me, I don't think that I would ever not own a truck anymore. Mm-hmm. I have I have used I've used that truck as a truck way more than any vehicle that was built for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, like the Jeep, the you Jeep, like never took the top off. Never took the top off. You I had a brand off-roading. new yeah, I had a brand yeah. new Rubicon. Went off-roading once once and it was like like Jeeps aren't that great off-road mm-hmm. unless you're like heavily modified. I'll yeah. tell you that. Um I fucking shredded a Dana 44 axle. It was a fucking brand new Rubicon. They didn't even cover it. It was ridiculous. I, sh- I shredded it in the fuck. I, I, I yeah. I, so I bent, clearly it's built for I off-roading. Bent the, I bent the steering knuckle and I shredded the fucking axle housing uh, uh, in snow in four-wheel drive low. Like, yeah. you fucking joking? They didn't even cover it. It was like $4,000 in fucking damage. I don't even know what the fuck happened. Yeah. I'm driving down the road. My fucking steering's like this. And I'm like, and I'm going straight. Yeah. Like it was the weirdest thing. So anyways, 